you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ on behalf of the Hoffman family. I'm so happy to see each of you here. We're here this, uh, this afternoon to pay our final respects to Denise David Hoffman, a beloved, a beloved wife, a loving mother, a precious sister, and a dear friend. We're also here to offer comfort to those who grieve at this time. And we are here especially to offer the hope that there is in Jesus Christ. With all this in mind, I'd like to ask you to hear these opening scripture readings. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now it is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so he hath given to the Son to have life in himself, and he hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in which all they that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and they shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation. Jesus saith unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And she saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And again Jesus said, To you, dear family, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Let us pray. Almighty God and loving Father, creator of the souls of all, and Savior of all those who look to you in faith through Jesus Christ, be with us in this time of grief and remembrance. Grant unto us that we might truly sense the presence of the risen Lord Jesus Christ, who in his death provides salvation for all who will trust in him. Grant also the consoling ministry of your Holy Spirit to be among us today. Comfort us in our sorrow in this hour and grant the necessary strength to continue in this life that you have given unto us. Grant this we ask and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to ask you to stand, please, and let's take a hymn book. We'll turn to hymn number 100. What a friend we have in Jesus. <laughs>
Cupid will leave an hour in our direction, and she met and fell in love with Robert Robbie in 1988. They were best friends and enjoyed each other company. They laughed and enjoyed life together. With the strength of their love growing each day, they, they decided to get married in 1996. They blessed the family with three handsome sons and a beautiful daughter. They then came away, Talisa and Liam, the wash belly. She lived happily with her family in Cornwall, Cosa, and she came to the United States in 2011. After she arrived in the state, she worked at the Vista Hotel in Provincetown and later at the Governor Bradford restaurant. She moved to Chatham and worked at the Liberty Commons nursing home. Even in the strong, even the strongest warriors faced toughest battles. She got sick in 2018. She was with <laughs> She got sick in 2018. Deborah was a woman of strong faith. Her best friend Robbie was by her side and her strongest supporter. She had surgery in 2019. Debbie was a family person. She paved the way for her family. As sisters, we would meet up every Friday afternoon to talk and catch up. But if it was for if it was not for Debbie, the get together would not happen. When Robbie would be ready, she would ask for hours one, and then one hour turned into two, two to three, four, two to four, and so on. It would be hard to go our separate ways, but we knew there would be another Friday of laughs and making wonderful memories. She was a wife, sister, mother, friend, teacher, counselor, and mentor to all of us. She was our therapist and our shoulder to cry on. She was our rock. She was there for us through good times and bad times. She embodied or she was the embodiment of our superwoman. She has only left us with memories of her smiling face and grace. We will not be able to repay her kindness, the kindness that she has shown us in this lifetime, but we will pass it forward in your name. The Lord decided that your fight was over and that you will feel pain no longer and called you home on April 25th, 2022. We will take comfort in the fact that you will feel pain no longer and you will be able to see our mother, father, sisters, and brothers that were before you. Your kindness, love, and memories will live on with your husband, Robbie, your three sons, your daughter, and your two grandchildren. Sisters and brothers, daughter-in-law, nieces, nephews, and a host of other families and friends. Sleep in peace, and we will meet you again on Friday. <coughs> this time, I'd like to ask Henrik, welcome to come. Good afternoon, everyone. It's a pleasure for me to be here this afternoon to give my tribute to a good, real, compassionate, kind, caring friend. Dennis, who have known for 20 years, Dennis and I attended the Canadian World Academy in Anova, Jamaica. We have got to know her. After we completed our course, at the institution, we both gained employment at the free zone establishment doing data entry operator. We both have a close band. We, when work ended, we would travel together. I truly remember we both used to work on the night shift, and her husband Rabbi would meet us by courts, and we walked together home on Princess Street in Montego Bay. 
Our friendship continues where we both own our own internal court Montego Bay. I remember when I was going through my family problem in the early 2010, Dennis and Robin was there for me. We were such a family friend. Dennis migrated to the United States where I didn't get a chance to see her again. But we talk and keep in touch with each other so often. Every time I'm doing anything, Dennis always know. I don't hide nothing from her. She was a close friend to my family. When I came to the United States in 2018, Dennis assisted me with my paperwork. At times when I feel down, she said, my youth, you soon get through with your paperwork. It was never a dull moment in communicating with Denise. Sometimes our conversation would exceed over two hours, but it was very interesting and informative. I always told Denise, as soon as the pandemic over, I need to come and look for her. But that was not materialized. At times, I and then having a conversation, and my wife would call me. I told her I'm talking to Denise. I'll call you. I'm talking to talk to Denise. I can't have a conversation. <laughs> In 2020, Denise was ill and had to be hospitalized. I was so worried about her condition. At the times I want to give up, but I pray and things turn around. When the pandemic hit, then he said to me, My youth, what a lucky thing I did the surgery before. I said to her, God is so good. Just a few days before her death, I made plan to visit Jamaica. Then it's afternoon that I'm going to Jamaica. On Monday, April 25th, 2022, I was so sick all day, didn't know that I would be here in Sunday. And late in the afternoon, our friend Gay from New York called me and asked me where I was. I told her I lay down here from morning, don't you well? And she said to me, then we lose a good friend. In return, I said to her, then he said, it was a hard pill to follow, but I just found and I said, I didn't get the chance to see them in the life, but God knows best. Life is but a stepping place, a pausing what to be, a resting place along the road to eternity. We all were meant to learn something, but never meant to say. Our destination is a place far greater than we know. For some, the journey is quicker, and for some, the journey is slow. And when the journey finally ended, we claim a great reward and find everlasting peace together with the Lord. A golden heart, a beating, hard working, and a threat. God proved to us the only evidence. Such a memory. Then you do always bring a smile. If I could have her back for just a little while, then we could speak and talk again, just like we used to do. You always meant so much to me. Now you are no longer with me. Until we meet again, we want the need to meet and take care of us. I miss you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys here for my support. 
And I will not try to keep it long because this trip was long. But well, I will go back from 1987 when I first saw my beautiful wife that passed away. <coughs> Two girls, Angela and Debbie. You know, but I have both eyes and both of She was the more quiet one, so I go for the quiet one. And you know, we started quoting from them, you know, 1988. That's when I said, Yes, this is serious. We never look back. Meet all the sisters, brothers, all the family. I was there for every event for them. And, um, they love me and they welcome me in the family. And I really appreciate that, you know. From then, I just began to call her D. Everybody know her as Denny. So for me to say Denny, it's always hard for me. You know, I used to my D or my Denny. Everywhere I go, everybody used to D, 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 and Robbie. And growing up, I remember <coughs> sometimes it was like in the fire, we used to go back. You know, she's a girl who used to like to sleep and read a lot of novels. So, you know, whenever I go, the sister would know, um, that he's sleeping. Or the mom would say, oh, that you know, he's not here right now. You know, so I would wait to have a hammock in the yard. And I would swing to it and then she come from school or something. Yeah, so, you know, back in the days, to win the daughter, you have to win the mom first. <laughs> I win the mom first. You know, it's all good. And then, you know, from there, we go see the car. Remember, our first kid was 19. <laughs> 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 That's that day that come into the future. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we didn't want to know because um, in, in, in girls and family, they run a lot of ceremonies, you know, premature babies. So. Nobody knows that she was pregnant. So I pinched the sister that is there. We call her Kate. I was working and I think, you know, the night she found over here, so maybe she can, you know, take over and be a high for me. But she didn't wait. She burst the cat out of the fire. <laughs> I tell her mom. But that was good. This guy didn't tear me up. <laughs> and you know, 1990, that was made there, 24th of February. My first book. <laughs> first. And, you know, so much what I want to tell you. I'm so proud of it. And she wanted to know me in her grave and in heaven. So she's not in her but forgive me. She loved him so much as a person until her death. Mm -hmm. And I hope you'll love him too. <laughs> anyway, I'm a person who in the church, my whole family. I'm a church teacher. You go to Sunday school every Sunday. You have to go to church. I always want her to come to the church. Any crusade she always did, the whole family would come at the church and the church would have broken by her, near the village. Okay. 1996, I'll never forget. There was a crusade. The pastor from Kingston, Jamaica, passed the hog. The church was on fire, you know. And he was asking for souls that night, he was giving souls. And I get convicted that night. And then maybe was standing outside at the same church like a window right here looking up. I get my conviction and I went up and I wouldn't want to lift my head. 
I said, Pastor, I'm going to call Debbie. I said, who is Debbie? I need you up here. Because I try one. She didn't want to come. And she, she gets on the phone. And we get baptized. Same night. We turn a little celebrity. Because of this, we are walking Montego Bay, everybody. Oh, that's Debbie and Robert. And we baptized together. You know? And God was so good to her, I said, no, I'm going to take another step. So we married. 1997, we have come on. I believe in seven months to come to the spirit. That was so hard. You know, most of them, even my mom and my were always traveling. So I was to do 11 months in Colorado. And we went for 11 months. I need seven months. I miss them so much. I spent fifteen hundred dollars on car, food cars alone. I just call it. Sometimes the argument gets sweet. I run again to buy another one. <laughs> I love my kids. Now it's here for me. Now it's here for her. You know? When we go, until we start to travel again. Two thousand, we start to travel. Then she started coming to Boston. I was working in Travel Stone King, 2000. Never leave now. She came up and she came back and come to find the work. So the next year, 2001. And even then, she was coming and I was getting knocked off the program. You know, she always coming, but I always come. I was a lucky guy. Everywhere I go, people love me. So the boss said, Yes, you can stay with your wife. But she always lucky to get a move by herself. It just go. Then 2002, well, she feels sick. You know, losing her way. We went to the doctor, only to know it was another girl on the way. It's <laughs> Denisia, 2002, April 6, she born. And then in Jamaica, she we have to leave her, we have to come back, she leave her again. With my mom and my sister, she was Kate. Yeah, look after her while Kate got her hands. Then we, you know, back and forth. We went back, we came back, I came back 2010. I still don't want to leave there, you know. We come 2011, we came back. She came back. We all my family. And to know again, 2012, there's another one. I think I was finished. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, Teddy says a lot, so you know. We have finished, but we have a little in the future, September 25th, 2012. And, you know, over the years, I'm going to keep this thing on the street, there's a lot. But my wife, I don't want to go anywhere either. She don't want to go anywhere either. One thing I can tell you, she never forget about that. Her faith is always strong. 2019, when she takes sick, she's going with that faith. Come on to that faith. You know, I say you're a strong woman. But she always never wanted for me to worry. Never. But my wife, then I know they are looking down to all these great people who worship God right now in fellowship for you and thanksgiving to the Father. You know, you guys looking down and smiling. Rest in peace. And I love you. And I thank all supporters here today for being here for me. In my memorials of my day. With this time, I'd like to ask that uh, Robert's mother and sister come and sing a song for us.
Hello, everyone. Here to celebrate the needs and, and sometimes still doesn't seem to be real. We're going to try and sing this song. Just hope it touches your heart. And hope we can get through it. Why worry about tomorrow? Why worry if your steps are slow? If your life has been spared for Jesus. And you don't have much farther to go. Formless hand you shake could be the hands of the Savior. And the next steps you take could be on streets of your soul. And your next meeting will be the night of And the next touch you feel, it could be blessed in your soul. Be strong and keep on going. Don't get angry. Don't give up, for it's almost over. For the signs are pointing towards more. And the next and you share will be the hands of the Savior. And the next Our Heavenly Father, this afternoon you've given us great grace to see 
how blessed you make the lives of your people. You've given us great grace to see how precious their home going is. You've given us great grace to see family united, not only in earthly love, but in heavenly faith. And oh, how we thank you for God that you've given to us a glimpse of this family. Oh, Heavenly Father, we ask and we pray. We have honored the memory of Denise Davis Halton. We pray that in the coming moments, you might give honor and glory to your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, whom she loved, of whom he was sung of just a moment ago, of whom great testimony has been given. We ask and we pray, Heavenly Father, that as we consider the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you would not only comfort our souls, Lord God, but that you would draw our hearts to this, your eternal and beloved Son, in whose name we pray. Amen. Excuse me, I didn't like last week. John, the 14th chapter, verse 28. Jesus speaks words to a grieving group of friends, a group who had loved Jesus greatly, a group who had identified with him very deeply, a group of men who were willing to do all that they could in order to stay with this one who loved them so much and of whom he loved. And he spoke these words to them as he reminded them of the fact that he must soon die. He spoke of his death, and they were troubled. And the words that he speaks to them give us particular insight into the nature of death, not only of our Lord Jesus Christ, but for all those who are trusting in him. He says these words in John chapter 14, 28. He said, if you love me, you would rejoice because I go to the Father. These words are very appropriate for our setting here. In many ways, when our Lord Jesus Christ spoke of the fact of his impending death, his, his friends were very troubled. And our Lord Jesus Christ addresses this trouble in a number of ways. In the beginning part of the chapter, he speaks of the reality of heaven. I go to prepare a place for you. Later on in the chapter, he speaks of the fact that he would send them a great comfort of the Holy Spirit. He bequeaths to them peace, even in the time of all of their emotional distress. Heaven, a comforter, and peace. But he does something else. He says to them, if you really love me, you would rejoice. Because I go to my father. And what I want you to see and what I want you to understand is this. That all those who follow Jesus Christ, all those who know Jesus Christ by faith, all those who are united to him by a living and true faith, they too one day will go to their father. And those of us who remain behind, yes, did you see the mix of emotions here this morning? There was mourning, of course. There was sorrow, we understand. There's grief, we get it. But in the midst of all that, I want to introduce to you this concept of joy that our Lord Jesus Christ spoke of. And why should there be this joy? Because your precious Denise, our precious Denise, is going to be with her Heavenly Father. And so our Lord Jesus Christ says to his friends, he says to all of those who might mourn the loss of loved ones, if those loved ones are united in Christ, there is reason for joy. So that's what I want to do is I want to approach this passage of scripture from a number of points. I want to first, first of all, and maybe first and Foremost, I want to I want to weave Denise's life into this passage of scripture from how I know Denise. I have to admit, I've always counted it a privilege that this little church, all that we could see this kind of a congregation on the Sunday, but that this little church has a part as a part of our congregation, this particular family. This family has been a great blessing to us. <laughs> a number of years ago, I think it was in 2019, when Father and Denise took membership here at the church, I had the great opportunity to, to interview them. That happens when you, you know, when you take membership in a church. The church has a responsibility to make sure that there's a valid and true profession of faith in Jesus Christ. 
Church has a responsibility to make sure that there's a life that is commensurate with the call of the gospel. So we had a chance to sit down and, and it was very obvious that all those things were intact. One of the things that struck me, however, during that interview process was that, Robert, no offense, but I soon realized very quickly that, that the niece, in a very real way, was the center of gravity in the family. There was a depth of faith. There was a strength of character. And there was everything that I would see and think, boy, this is really wonderful to see. And on top of that, she was a woman who was very, very comfortable with giving to Robert the pride of place. She never stepped on Robert's toes, so to speak. She never made Robert feel as though, okay, listen, I'm the one calling the shots here. None of that. Very beautiful, very respectful Christian woman. She was a blessing to this congregation. I said to a number of the members of the church here, I don't have much by way of regrets, but if there's anything close to a regret, it's this, that this dear woman's impact was not greater in our congregation. I wanted our congregation to see that type of Christian woman. I wanted our congregation to see this woman who loved Jesus Christ and loved her family. I wanted her impact to be felt even more deep than what, what, it, what, it, what, it, what, what it was. I'm confident in a very real way that her family, Robert, Savion, Kamort, Felicia, Leo, that you guys will have an impact on this conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Samantha, but well, Maya, I'm looking forward to the impact that your family life will have on this congregation. And so again, as I said, from a personal standpoint, Denise was, a, was just a, a, a remarkable woman, I would say. And however she was remarkable by way of nature, God's grace made her more remarkable still. It's that grace that I want to speak of when I asked the family about Denise uh, and if there were any favorite passages of scripture that she had, Lloyd shot up Psalm 91. Psalm 91. So I read Psalm 91, knowing it, but read it again and read it in verses, uh, verses 1 and 2. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. And I thought, there's why she had such deep faith. There's why she had such strength of character. There's why she was able, as, as, as our brother mentioned, to face the, the difficulties of, of, her, of her illness with this calmness, this assurance. And so here was a woman who lived by the truth of God's word. Had an opportunity uh, this past Saturday to, uh, to uh, speak to uh, Robert and Denise's former pastor. Pastor James wasn't checking up on you guys. <laughs> but that dear man said this about Denise. He said, her steady, confident, calm demeanor kept everything stable and cool. I said, brother, I'm going to use that. <laughs> this congregation has to know that that's exactly the way I saw him. That's, that's exactly what, what, what Denise uh, exuded by way of her personality. So that's Denise and my, my short but blessed memory of her. If we have a text of scripture in front of us, do we not? And this text of scripture is precious as Denise is to us. Oh, this text of scripture. If you love me, you will rejoice because I go unto the Father. As I said earlier, these men were grieving for the fact that Jesus Christ would soon be taken from them. They knew what it would be like to kind of be lost in a sea of emotion. They understood what grief was. And our Lord Jesus Christ, as I've said before, he, 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 he attends their grief. Their grief was natural. Their grief was right. And whatever I say here today by way of grief being mixed with joy, please do not understand me to say that I'm saying that you should not be grieving. Grieving is right and proper. There's nothing wrong with shedding sweet tears for those that you love. Nothing wrong with that at all. Can I say it this way? Jesus sanctified your tears when he wept at the, late, at the grave of Lazarus. He knows what it's like to grieve you see. And there was our Lord Jesus Christ. But on this particular occasion, as I said before, he's speaking of his death. And what was interesting about his speaking of his death at this moment was that he was not speaking of his death in the way that he normally does or in the way that he normally did. 
So oftentimes when Jesus Christ spoke of his death, he spoke of his death as a, as a, as a death that was a substitute for sinners. Let me give you some of the ways that he put it. He says that the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. A ransom for many. What was that all about? Oh, you understand and you see that Jesus Christ knew the reality of life. He knew the reality of death. In our day, in our age, we, we very quickly pass over uh, these, these eternal realities, but not this Lord Jesus Christ, not the knees. And our Lord Jesus Christ, when he spoke of his death so often time, or when he spoke of his death so often time, it was within that context of what we might say is saving work. He said on another occasion, he says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. There's a sheep right there. He gave his life for our sake. But on this occasion, he's not speaking of the saving value of his death. I hope you, I hope you embrace that saving value. I hope you. I hope Jesus Christ is your savior. I hope you know what it is to repent of sin and to embrace this one who loves you. At least did, and I hope you do. But on this occasion, he's not so much speaking of the saving value of his death. What he is doing instead is he is comforting his disciples, his friends. And he comforts them in three ways, as I said before. He speaks of the reality of heaven. I go to prepare a place for you. He speaks of the reality of the comfort, the spirit of God. Again, I shall send you another comfort. He speaks of the reality of giving peace, even in the midst of difficult situations. But he does one more thing. He says, my friends, if you really love me, you would rejoice. Why? Because I go to be with my father. <coughs> if Denise were saying something right now, to this morning group, what do you think she would say? If you really love me, you would rejoice because I am with my heavenly father. And so I want you to see and I want you to understand that this very precious reality that Jesus Christ mentions is a reality, again, that can be applied to Denise and all those, again, who love this Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and so again, here we are, not merely grieving, as I said before, Jesus Christ has sanctified your tears by crying himself in the death of a loved one. But in this case, our Lord Jesus Christ wants us to know and to recognize that there is a blessedness that attends to the death of his loved ones, of his departed. And so these words apply then to Denise as well. Let me give you some other things that the scripture speaks about by way of giving us comfort in a time like this. Primarily, Denise is with her Savior, her fair father, her, her God and Father. But there are other things that we see in Scripture that give us a comfort. Somebody had mentioned, and forgive me for forgetting who, somebody had mentioned the fact that Denise was no longer feeling any pain. I said, Amen. You know why I said amen? <laughs> yes, I agree with what the person said, or forgive me whoever it was that said that, but I don't remember. But I said amen because this is the very truth of Scripture. Denise is indeed in, indeed in a place where there is no pain. Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. God shall wipe away all their tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. You hear an echo? If you, if you love me, you would rejoice. Secondly, another reason. Denise has ceased from her labors. And I think her labors are worth noting at this point. I would say two things about her labors. Her labors were labors of love. Look at her family. She loves you to know that. Labors of love. Labors of love. What a wonderful way to labor. What a wonderful way to give you what a wonderful thing to give yourself over to. This woman labored by way of love. But she also labored, her labors were not only labors of love, her labors were labors of faith. I told you, it was a beautiful thing to see this family in this church. This family having its impact. This family in its own quiet way making its impact in our congregation. I wish, I mean sincerely, I wish, again, more and more of this impact. I pray to God that I will see it. But she's resting now from her labor. The scripture tells us this. I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, right? Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works be full of them. You see, Denise's works of love and faith are there following her into heaven. Or you see, there's much reason. As I said before, if you hear the echo, if you love me, you would rejoice. 
Another thing I want you to see about the, 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 the joy that, uh, that the niece is experiencing right now is found again in the word for our Lord Jesus Christ. I go to prepare a place for you. Do you know the niece is right now in that place where Jesus Christ is prepared for her? You hear an echo. If you love me, you would rejoice. Do you know that right now she's experiencing fullness of joy? Psalm 16, verse 2. At thy right hand, at thy right hand is the path of life, and in thy presence is the fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there are pleasures evermore. Do you hear the echo? If you love me, you would rejoice. But most of all, I want you to see and understand that she is in the presence of her heavenly Father. Jesus said these words, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Do you hear the echo? If you love me, you will rejoice. My brothers and sisters, yes, grief and sorrow is promised. And I remind you again of Christ's tears at the grave of Lazarus. But do you see that Christ would not have his people face death unmixed without joy? Without this reality that, yes, while death was a true enemy, Christ has conquered death. And all of those who know Jesus Christ by faith join in this blessedness. And so again, Denise knew this, and Denise experienced this. This is why the scripture talks about this reality of our of our of our of our grief being turned into joy, of God giving us uh, the, the, the garment of, of, of praise for the, for the garments of heaviness. You see, God is able to work these things. The other thing I want you to see here is that when we think again on Denise, we think of her in three ways. We think of her. Again, with the knowledge of her present joy, we think of the fact and the reality that we know that we shall see her again. Those of us who love our Lord Jesus Christ, those of us who love her worship, we shall see her again. Family members, Robert, your blessed D, you shall see her again. And lastly, what gives us joy is the fact that she, the knowledge that she is with our God, with her God and with her Savior. This is why the Apostle Paul says, yes, we grieve at the loss of loved ones. We don't, we, we don't grieve at those who have no hope. Because you see, there is great blessed hope for the people of God. So I ask you again, do you hear the echo? If you love me, you would rejoice because I've gone to the Father. From my friends and my brothers and sisters, what can I leave you with after this, after that? Or I leave you with the very things that Jesus Christ left to his friends. I leave you with the promise of heaven. Jesus Christ, again, is preparing a place for all those who look to him in faith. Would you? Would you join this blessed soul? Secondly, I would remind you of the reality of comfort, even in this present moment. The comfort of the Spirit of God. And thirdly, the peace that passes all understanding. But lastly, what I would say to you is this. Our Lord Jesus Christ gives one more thing. He gives to us the way the Father, this one whom the niece is in the presence of right now. And Jesus Christ himself says this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's a universal invitation. There's no restriction on that. And our Lord Jesus Christ says to you, he is the way, the truth, and the life. And my friends, should you come to your dying day, your loved ones will look upon you one day and say, I think I hear an echo. If you love me, you will rejoice. Our Heavenly Father, our gracious God, we ask and we pray now, Lord God, that these truths that you have made known to us would sink deep within our hearts. Heavenly Father, as I said to the family, so oftentimes we only hear words, but we feel death. May your words go even deeper than the feelings of grief that we have. And may they not only support us in this time, but may they draw us to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My friends, this concludes our service. And at this time, we'll have the funeral director.
wrong thing. <laughs> All right. My apologies. Thank you. But I was just reminded we have another hand to sing. Please forgive me. Uh, we're going to turn to, I believe it's, uh, what, 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 what's the number 100? Amazing Grace? Oh, it's, you're Amazing Grace. I'm sorry. I'd like to ask you to stand, please.
Someone can, can move that. We would appreciate that. It's a great Audi SUV. And God bless you. Uh, as of right now, what we are going to do is we will make our way over to the cemetery. Uh, we can just walk over there and not maybe a two-minute walk. And uh, please, as many as you can, as many as others as they can, let's go and uh, we'll, we'll gather there.